is Cheers to Your Pivot, a podcast to help you challenge old visions and lead your way. My name is Dr. Taryn, and I'm a leadership coach. I spent two decades climbing the conventional career ladder, only to realize it was not what I wanted. So I decided to pivot and start my own business. And I did so with a strategy in hand. My business launched to six figures in less than 90 days. Most importantly, I lead my way. Listen, conditioning kills calling. So let's get started and cheers to your pivot. Hey there, I'm Dr. Taryn, your leadership coach. Welcome back to another episode of Cheers to Your Pivot. This is the start of our Prioritize Purpose mini-series, where I'm walking you through phase one of the Cheers to Your Pivot framework. This is my signature framework that puts a strategy in your hand for gaining the clarity and the direction that you need to lead your way and to do work that matters to you and the communities that you serve. So today, I am revealing the five mindset moves to make this week to confront conditions. So what am I talking about here? Well, I'm going to guide you through steps that you can take to confront all kinds of conditioning, cultural conditioning, social conditioning, racial conditioning, educational conditioning, the works, right? And help you fully acknowledge that the old vision that you had for yourself may no longer align to who you are today. Or more importantly, that old and outdated version of you doesn't match who you want to be in your future. So we got to do something about that. And we're going to learn what exactly we could do right now with the five mindset moves you can take this week to help you further develop self-awareness and unlock your assignment. It's going to feel so good to get that much closer to living your purpose and leading your way. Listen, last week I launched this podcast with three episodes. And in the third episode, I shared a more personal story about why helping others and helping leaders like yourself to pivot was so important to me. In that episode, I shared what happened to me in the last three years. I mean, it was a lot. A lot has happened. And if you missed it, here's a quick recap. I had a baby. The pandemic came. I was breastfeeding, homeschooling, working a full-time job while also writing a book. I had left my dream job and was really feeling down and out about the fact that I literally didn't know exactly who I would be without this job attached to me and my name and my identity. And so I felt a little lost and quite irritated that I couldn't just do the work that I loved the way I wanted to do it. And so it left me needing to make some pivots. Those pivots were the most important ones for me to make at that moment. I didn't know that at the time, but looking back, they were so important for me to make at the exact time that I made them. It resulted in me becoming a best-selling author. I started a business 
It has been very successful and it's the same business I'm running today. So obviously I'm leading my way and I love it. I've sold out my coaching program. I started this podcast. I mean, so much has happened. And listen, that's the highlight reel. The truth is there were so many tears, worries, and unknowns all in between that trust and belief. So when I ask you the question, what happened to you in the past three years? That's what we're really going to be talking about. What happened to you? And are you the same person you were three years ago? Chances are you're not. Did you move? Did you start a new job? Or did you leave one? Did you get divorced? Did you get married? Did you remove yourself from family members that didn't seem to align with your core values anymore? Did you lose a family member? Did you change careers? I mean, what happened? Because so much happened in the last three years because of the pandemic. The pandemic could have changed your purpose just like it did mine. There's a great article in the Harvard Business Review titled Redefining Your Purpose in the Wake of the Pandemic. And in this article, it shares something that really resonated with me. This is what it reads. What's beautiful and also quite brutal about the pandemic is that we all had to transition in some way. We all experienced a series of pivotal life events. And they have led us to the very point that we are right now of reflection and change. I'll share that again. What's beautiful and also quite brutal about the pandemic is that we all had a transition in some way, shape, or form. And it's led us right here. I know that's why you're here on this podcast, listening in to Cheers to Your Pivot, because you are in a place of reflection and change. And so with my signature framework, the very first step in that phase is prioritizing purpose, grieving old visions of yourself in order to truly gain a new world. So here's why it's essential to do the grieving work first. By releasing what used to be or who you used to be, it also creates this special opportunity to remind yourself of what's remained permanent in your life. Although there's been a lot of transition and change in your life and mine and in the world, there are some things that have remained solid. And what are they? Perhaps your faith and your religion have remained solid, even though your career goals have changed. Perhaps you don't want to be a trauma nurse anymore and save lives in that way. You might want to start a micro school now and grow the next generation of scientists and impact the world that way. Perhaps your passion for social justice work has remained permanent. While your colleagues and your friends have shifted a bit and now it's time to look for a new network. Or maybe you no longer see yourself leading schools, but your world-changing agenda has remained the same and you still want to help elevate the lived experiences of different voices like women and people of color. 
And that vision has never been clearer. So I say this to say, releasing old visions that just don't seem to really jive with who you want to be, it doesn't mean that you're stuck without an identity at all. Releasing those old visions of yourself actually creates space for your purpose to actually live out loud. So here are the five mindset moves that you can make starting today that will help you grieve who you used to be and acknowledge that that old version of yourself just doesn't align to who you are right now or who you want to be in the future. All of these mindset moves that I'm going to share with you, and there are five, will help you develop greater self-awareness, which is critical for recognizing the personal growth and acknowledging that you've changed. You've changed, and now you want to truly step into who you want to be in the future. So drum roll, please. (laughs) Number five of the mindset moves, journal. (laughs) Yes, journal, 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 journal. So I journal every single day. I truly do. I actually read my devotional every morning and I journal before reviewing my calendar and setting up my big rocks for the day. Journaling is truly the perfect way for you to release negative self-talk, to acknowledge fears, and to restore faith. Writing in a journal each day is also a great method for tracking your growth because you can literally go back to your first journal entry and see how much you've grown comparative to the journal entry that you're on today. So it really is allowing you to track that in real time. So if you're wondering, okay, I'll pull out a journal, I'll get started, What do you want me to do? What do you want me to write about? Well, here are some ideas. You could easily record what you're grateful for. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for the sun. I'm grateful for the rain. Whatever that may be, you could literally jot down three to five things that you're grateful for to just begin that habit of journaling. You could record your goals and intentions for the day. And so if you plan to do it that way, Remember to write your goals and your intentions in past tense as if they are already done. That's a key to writing those intentions. Write them in past tense. Like today I spent 30 minutes on a passion project. You're writing that at the top of the day so it actually hasn't happened. But when you write it in past tense, it's something that triggers the mind and the body to be in alignment to take action on that. Another option may be to write down your wins. So you may journal at the end of the day or journal throughout the day, but you're capturing those small celebrations. Why? Because the small celebrations lead to the big victories. So it's so important to do that. You may also want to write a want list. I love this one because you can truly record all the things that you want to accomplish, both big and small, personal and professional. And one of the last ways you could consider journaling is to explore the different emotions you're feeling at any point of the day and reflect on them. This is quite typically what we associate with a journal or a diary, kind of reflecting on your day. You could also just start that way. But this is your journal. This is your process. You can start any way you want. 
just start and have faith that the journaling process will reveal what you need to know about yourself. All right, number four of our five mindset moves is to set aside time for you to be alone with your thoughts, whether that's being more mindful in that space or meditating, but set aside alone time. Now, I used to think meditation meant that you sat in a quiet space and you literally were humming to yourself. And I could never do it. My, I literally could not get my brain to shut off. I would be thinking all kinds of things. I didn't do the laundry. I didn't get things done. I left groceries out. I would be thinking about shoes and clothes. I just couldn't quiet my brain. And I could always hear other nonsense noise in the background. So I just thought it wasn't for me. And then I read a book called Be a Triangle by Lily Singh. So Lily Singh, if you're not familiar with her, she's an Indian YouTuber. She's a comedian. She's a TV host. She's also an author and she's from Canada. I absolutely love her. You should totally check out her videos. She's hilarious. And what I love most is that she really pushes the boundaries on cultural and social norms in Indian and Asian cultures. So you get to really also learn about a new culture by watching her. She's a riot. So anyway, in this book, be a triangle, she really illuminated for me that meditation can be done while going on a walk or a hike or being outdoors. And this connected with me. Once I figured out that I could be in movement and meditate, it was that much easier to do. And so now I meditate at least 90 minutes a day. The same person who literally could not sit for 20 seconds without hearing all kinds of things in the background, walks for 90 minutes in full silence and really just taking in all of nature's music. And not to mention, I get like 10,000 steps in. So win and win, okay? But I'm able to release fears when I'm walking. I'm able to connect with the universe. I'm able to be alone with my thoughts. And that's a game changer for how I start the day and how my day really feels completed at the end. Number three. So number three of the five mindset moves you can make this week is to get clear on your strengths. Get clear on your strengths. We've all done some sort of Myers-Briggs, self-assessments. I mean, you get them at work, especially if you're a leader in the field, in any field, you're usually assessing yourself and assessing your team. I've done one that will give you colors, tell you what colors you are, what letters you are. I've even done one that told you what kind of bird you were. (laughs) And if you're wondering, I'm an owl and a dove, of course, but (laughs) my most favorite self-assessment that I've ever taken, it's the Gallup Clifton Strengths. It's amazing. It really centered a ton of information for me and catapulted how I work and I engage in my day now. So This is a test. It's not free. It's like 40 bucks, or at least it was a couple years ago. And you can literally renew your life by getting clarity on what you're naturally good at and naming it. That's the key to the Clifton strengths. It names for you what those strengths are and how that language from that assessment actually can help you improve your skills. 
and highlight on things like your resume or in coaching conversations with your supervisor. The assessment giving you that language, it puts tools in your hands to potentially negotiate a raise or even build a stronger team around you. So gaining clarity on your skills and abilities can definitely get you to let go of an old version of yourself because what if you're honoring a version of yourself that doesn't honor your strengths? What if you're kind of seeing yourself in a role because you've just felt connected to that role, but your strengths are showing you something different? It helps you kind of let go of that old idea that you had of yourself and really step in to a new identity that is closer to your purpose and your calling. So get clear on your strengths. It it will do wonders, not only for what's happening in your life right now and at the present time, but also helping you to clearly name who you can be in the future. Number two of the five mindset moves you can make this week, number two is to assess your social circles. I mean, this one's simple. Perhaps a new version of yourself or the access to a new world is new friends. (laughs) I mean, perhaps you just need to change the social circles that you're in or Perhaps your friends have changed over time because you have changed for good or bad, right? But research shows that you are the company you keep. So if there's an aspect of your life that you want to cultivate, strengthen, or develop, then you need to find people who are going in that same direction so that you can do life together in that way. Another way to think about assessing your social circles is to connect with someone you love or care about through phone instead of text or email. And this is coming from a study from the University of Texas at Austin, and it's cited in Psychology Today that phone calls produce feelings of connectedness between two people more so than emails and texts. And That's no news to me, but we're so quick to send an email, we almost forget that picking up a phone can actually restore connectedness. And sometimes picking up the phone and talking to someone that you haven't talked to for a long time, but you know loves and cares about you, that can be the phone call to help remind you of who you are. Just that conversation can help remind you of who you are meant to be. And so it's definitely an important mindset move. So assess your social circles. And if that's feeling a little bit hard for you to do, because I don't know, there may be some codependency of you and your friends, then maybe you should just simply pick up the phone and call someone that you know loves you, that you haven't talked to in a while and see if they can't get you to see the new version of yourself so that you can grieve the old one and gain a new world. All right. So number one. So last one of our five mindset moves you can make this week is to consider working with a coach or even a therapist, but consider working with a coach because listen, grieving old visions of yourself, it's a profound and transformative experience and process. And it does lead to personal growth self-acceptance, and a more authentic life. 
Coaches and therapists, they can help you unlock what has happened to you. Remember when I started out in the beginning of this podcast, sharing what happened to me, and I asked you, what happened to you? That's a very important question to helping you grieve an old vision of yourself. You have to acknowledge what happened. Coaches and therapists can help you get unstuck from that question and really unlock what it is that you have gone through that you need to embrace and let go. Coaches can help you through this journey and they can help you gain clarity of what it is that you really want for yourself. And they can do this by simply helping you see yourself with more clarity. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to seek support outside of your friend networks or your family. Sometimes it is an expert or a professional that can help you move forward. And coaches and therapists are there for those reasons, counselors too. So this podcast is here for that reason, right? To just give you what I've learned from my experiences in my own life and also in the world of coaching that I'm in. So there it is. Those are your five mindset moves that you can take this week. We'll recap them real quick. Journal, get some alone time, get clear on your strengths, Look into those social circles and assess who are your besties and consider sticking around here on the podcast with me because I'm already your coach and I'd love to continue in that space with you. And together we can grieve those old and outdated versions of yourself in order to fully embrace who you are today and who you want to be. You are going to truly lead your way and do work that matters in the world. Stick around because we are going to take you through that phase one of prioritize purpose. And next week, I want to introduce you to Anna. She's one of my clients and she's now living her purpose. So stick around because her story is next week. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. You could have been anywhere in the world and you chose to be here. I really appreciate you for that. So listen, if you love this episode, make sure to follow so you never miss an episode with me. And if you want to continue the conversation, send me a DM on LinkedIn and we can connect over there. See you next week.